It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. Time to turn on the Shark Spotlight. Tomas Hurdle is in the spotlight with us today on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. And Tomas, I, I found out something about you I didn't know. You're the first player born in the Czech Republic after the disillusion of the Czech Republic to play in the National Hockey League. What does it feel to be that guy? Yeah, we actually always uh, joking with the guys because they, you know, still if I'm from Czechoslovakia and before, and I'm telling you, you know, I'm the one for like my year when I got born, you know, we actually just Czech Republic. So, so it's pretty cool, you know, because we got still a lot of amazing players like before me, but they've been born in Czechoslovakia. So it's nice to represent for me just like Canada, you know, Czech Republic. So you're the ultimate modern Czech player. Of course, some of your heroes are born in the other time when the Czech and Slovak republics were together during the communist era. Um, who are your favorite players growing up? Yeah, I think everybody, it's easy to say, you know, Jaromir Jager, he was the idol, you know, he actually played NHL before I even, uh, you know, born, but, you know, in my age, he was dominating the league and I always, actually before like Pittsburgh Penguins, that was kind of my team and, you know, him, Mario, Lemieux, and, you know, later other guys, but, you know, I kind of follow him. There's a famous photograph of you in the same pose that Yaramir Yager was in when he was 18 and he was drafted, and you took that just before your draft year with your then-girlfriend and now-wife, Anetta. Do people still talk about that? Yeah, I think they people still a little bit talk. I'll make a little jokes about it, too, because the time I have actually a little blonde hair because back home in the playoff time, in like junior, we always like color our heads, so it kind of looks funny the picture. But yeah, because I was just coming up, and and I think it was my first league, uh, for uh, first year in the league in like Czech league, and you know they asked me, hey, you know, because they started looking like New Yager things like that, and I was kind of didn't know like do it, but they asked me, it was like first big interview, so I say yes. But if they ask me again, I probably say no, you know, this time, but. You know, like they still, I still remember actually when I played first league here, it was two two games in. Actually, they sh- with actually a couple teammates put it on the board, like right before the uh, Rangers game, I scored the four goals. They actually put the picture on purpose, just making jokes. I don't know who was it exactly, but I remember I walked to the room and it was like on the big screen, you know, my picture, how I holding, you know, like next to Aneta and, you know, like, uh, like on the farm thing. So I was kind of a little embarrassed, but... Worked out at night pretty well. Boy, it sure did, scoring four goals in that famous game with the New York Rangers. We'll get to that in a little bit, but I want to stay in the Czech Republic for a little while. The player for me when I was growing up that I remember from the Czech Republic was Vaslav Nedomansky. I don't know if you ever got a chance to meet him. I know you've met Jager. You played a little bit with Jager in the World Championships, but uh, were you young guys aware of that great history of the Czech Republic? Uh, the goalie, Vladimir Zuriela, was another one I remember. A couple of other guys? No, I, you know, like, for sure I didn't fall in because they a little bit for me, but I know them actually. I got, I think, picture with Nedomansky on one or World Championship, and and uh, I think uh, actually I was giving him jersey for his birthday or something like So it was a cool moment because... 
you know, we talk about history in the hockey a lot, especially back then because our country was really good, you know, even Czechoslovakia, we was just we've been like really good in dominating some, you know, tournaments, world championships, you know, which is like tough year a little bit now, but back then so so actually I met, met him. I know your brother Yaroslav played. He's a little bit older than you are. Um, but what about your dad, your grandfather, other people in your family? No, uh, my dad like never really play hockey. He he just like you know he likes to go play hockey. He play more I say maybe soccer, but never like anything pro. And it was kind of he was saying like back then it was hard to get you know to play sports and and his parents. He, even my mom like wasn't like that like everything about hockey or soccer like put everything there you know you kind of have to have to feel for it and and my mom and dad they always like they used to like do like sports but like they always like love to watch it and they just put us on the hockey and and that's about it but never like nothing really like family around it so it was just a, a way to get some exercise really and to, to get out of the house maybe uh, meet some friends and play a sport with them how old were you when you first put skates on and played actually i wasn't even three years old i think i was like two two and a half or something but i almost born on the uh, like in the stadium because my brother is four years older so when i was in in inside my mom i was on the stadium and so I was always like running around and I think the first time actually I put skate, uh, I was like, you know, a little over two and a half years. So all my life is about the hockey because I play a lot of sports around it in the school, but never really like a lot of kids play, you know, like soccer and they decided. But for me, it was hockey or like was all my life. And so uh, you obviously developed a real talent for the game. When did you start to discover that you were an elite player? I kind of like all my... Youth, I was always playing with older kids, you know, I never play really with my age group. I always play with older ones, so I kind of always have a little extra skill than other kids. So, you know, I, I when I was nine, I played with 10 years old. And actually, I was a couple times even with my brother, because the coach like me, he takes me with them on the like kind of training camp or something. And I was four years younger and things. So I all my life was playing with the older kids, but, you know, still, uh, there was actually a time when I was like 15, 16. I was the almost. I, I think I was the smallest guy on the team almost. And Miscara, you know, that time was like you know big hockey players still, and everything has you know every guy has to be big to get play hockey. So they've been actually giving me some breaks to like like end of the season. Hey, you're not playing because you know maybe you you working too much and you just like get rest because you you're not growing up and like the summer nothing happened. And after actually I think it was the one of the hardest year with so many games. I play national team. For my age, uh, older age, I was kind of switching, and that year I grew up like the like what I'm almost right now. So, uh, so it was kind of crazy because I was really like one of the smallest, and I grew up like over everybody, and 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 so like kind of helps me a little bit too. But all my life I was playing with little older kids. That explains a lot because when you first came to this country, you didn't know very much English at all, but yet you seem very confident and comfortable being around older guys so, so so that is that something you in your family too you always hung out with older people yeah I think so like uh if I go back to the young age when it was like winter time when it was like really winter you know now it's a lot changed but I always spend all of winter you know on the pound so I get like in the morning my buddies come and we play hockey I eat lunch and my brother come with his buddies and I stay I always play with them and I always want to not just play I want to beat them I want to be better so it's kind of motivate me on the ice like 
you know, be the case. And menu 10 and 14, that's a huge difference. You know, it's not like menu 20, 24, there is no difference, but 10 and 14 is huge difference. So I always try to beat them, score on them. So I think it kind of helps me. And, and I was always, you know, all my life with older kids because I was always like playing with older groups. So uh, I kind of all my life was like respecting all the guys. I was always picking up pucks because I was always the youngest. So I always have the respect, but same time, I want to always be them. And they had respect for you, obviously, because uh, they didn't treat you poorly. They treated you well. They welcomed you. Yeah, like straight up, even when I get here, it was, you know, actually, I remember first time I sit on the bike, I look left and Jumbo come and we have great conversation. And, you know, and uh, I was so lucky I can start with Jumbo and Brenzy in the same line, which, which was absolutely amazing. But uh, I think, you know, I always have respect, you know, I never... You know, I kind of was young guys have to do pick up pucks. I never argue with that, you know, always try to listen, learn from them. But if you do it, like the older guys come to you and they like really nice, you know, they want to hang out around you. So uh, I think, you know, I got great welcome to here because it was, I think, a little older team, you know, when I get here. But, you know, it was it was actually amazing. I was like a little nervous, but everything was try help me, you know, they've been like nice, you know, because my English too. and. And it was a lot of fun. You came to the Sharks, drafted in the first round, 2012. I remember the draft. It was a special day for you, obviously. And what did it mean to you to be considered from the Slavia Praha organization to come to the National Hockey League? Yeah, I was really nervous. I still remember we actually it was in Pittsburgh, you know, so kind of my team and I was following. So it was super cool come to the ring when it was like Jager, Lemieux, you know, the city they play. So it was kind of special moment. But... You know, I didn't know I was so nervous, you know, because I was more nervous not be drafted, but, you know, about the English, you know, the interviews and stuff. But still, I didn't know last moment if I'd be first or second round. But, you know, everything worked out. I got selected by 17 by Sharks. And, and you know, it, it was absolutely amazing from that point. You know, like a couple of weeks later, I got developed camp here. So we fly here. You know, I see everything around, how everything works. And, you know, at and make me motivated, you know, I, I, I want to play this league. Did you know anything about the city of San Jose at all when you got drafted? Honestly, uh, not at all. Like, I, I uh, like, did it, like, I knew who knew it was in California, but not exactly, you know, where, you know, and, and it's, you know, still when, you know, if I go back, you know, 10 years, it was actually ha harder to still, like, kind of communicate, you know, like, with social media and things wasn't really there yet. And, you right. know, I wasn't really follow, like, any, like, stuff like that. Now it's so easy. You just hit it and you can see everything. But I just knew when I call everybody and they, like, oh, congrats, we taking swim shorts. And, you know, I was like, yeah, California. But, you know, and after later, like, when you actually want to swim in the ocean, it's not that great, you know, because it's cold water. But... Yeah. Uh, I knew like, you know, some Czech players was here, you know, like, you know, you know, Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, all these guys playing here and, and, but like, I didn't know anything about the city. Well, we had some history of guys from the Czech Republic coming here. Michael Sikora played here, Tomasz Plihal played here, several others, but you were the first one that we, that was taken really in the first round and had a lot of attention on him. Um, when you came to San Jose, you mentioned it already. They put you on a forward line on the left wing with Joe Thornton and Brent Burns playing forward. Uh, tell us what it meant to you. Did you know about these guys and, and what they did in the NHL? And, and what was it like to be with players like that, with Logan, with Joe Pavelski on that team? It was absolutely amazing. I think actually uh, the preseason, I didn't, I, 
I think last game I played with Jumbo and and Bernsey, but I you know even before I played I think with Pav, so it was like you know great just great guys you know try help, but especially great players and made made me a lot you know I knew like. Uh, Jumbo is, you know, one of the best passers, you know, in NHL. He win the Art Trophy, and and so I was a little bit like, you know, like I wanna prove with me. I'm not just young guy, you know, and and just like I'm there. I wanna like show him, I know I can play with him. I can like help him out, or like I can, you know, we can be good line. And and uh, but still remember the moment I was on the blue line, first national team, you know, left Bernsey, right Jumbo, and. And we play game together. I, I don't think so. I can have even better start than that, you know, like pick the any players and and it meant to me a lot. And I still thank both, you know, both of them, Pav, the guys that been here for a long time because they helped me a lot with, you know, when I get through here. All of those guys work harder than anybody else on the ice, even though they're great players. Logan does the same thing. You've got uh, Joe Thornton still um, hanging around the rink in his mid-40s and uh, Joe Pavelski doing the same thing in Dallas. Did that have an impression on you? Did that, did that give you an idea of what, how hard it is to be in the NHL? Yeah, I think it's really important when the older guys doing it because if, I, if for young guys coming, you know, you for sure want to work hard. But if you see, like, you know, be... They just showed up sometimes, but they actually working. Uh, they work so hard, you know. Like you don't even see it. Like now, like how Jumbo Burnsy Puff just work out. You know, you know, like especially Burnsy and Puff, they always work out on the ice together because you know they have like chemistry. But Jumbo, even I remember actually my third year when we lost, you know, in the finals. You know, I I actually got hurt, so I was like kind of doing my little bit rehab. And week later, he was already in the gym working out. You know, and then. And in his age, in his already career, he got amazing career. You know, I don't think so. You can see on many players, and, and, and that's why, you know, I respect them so much because it's not just they got born with, you know, skill and they just come and play, but all the work they have to put it, you know, get them where they, you know, been all their careers. You're listening to the Shark Spotlight on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. We're speaking with Shark Center Tomas Schertl in the spotlight today. Tomas, I want to get to the four-goal game because obviously everybody will talk about that for the rest of your career. Um, it was an amazing moment against a huge team, the New York Rangers, at SAP Center. Give us your memories of that night and what on earth went on that went so right for you. I don't know. It was already, you know, I got a great start. First game, he won one attic. I got assist to the Bernsey's goal. Next game, you know, I scored two. So I was already heaven, you know, in two games I got two goals one assist so everything was going right you know and I was just enjoying you know I think uh you know I play well then and we play against Rangers it was you know we've been again like leading a little bit you know I score one goal so I like you know everybody on heater just keep doing it you know I uh I don't yeah the first goal I think yeah it was actually I was coming to the net it was I think I don't know Shepard Desjardins passed me kind of I kind of was going to stick but straight to the top shelf you know everything was going right and and the second one i remember like jumbo got back i kind of got lost behind demon he passed me i got breakaway I, but i was just so feeling i was like i i was just in this moment i was just i'm scoring so i kind of fake it left right left back and between uh, five also and then we got still a lot of time left and everybody you have to you got this you know you have to score the hat trick and and but i wasn't even thinking i was you know too two games back to back I got already two goals and 
and I think also in power plays, somebody shoot it was maybe I think it was Burnsy Park lay down. I just like kind of fl flip it to the net and I score, you know. And I saw all these heads flying on the ice, you know, kind of always you just don't see on the TV, but you know it was sold out. Atmosphere was amazing. It was so many heads coming and and you know it was just like. I can't even see like there was come, dream come true because I wasn't even thinking of my dream like I will score hat trick you know in third game because it was just my dream was like just play NHL maybe score goal but like I got three and and you know the four one was you know was uh, Jason Demers find me on the wing I was coming and and I was like just you know another breakaway and acting I think last second I decided to go between legs because I was actually always scared to do it like even in Czech league because coach if I don't miss it I will you know he will be mad on me but in this moment we've been like winning a lot and I, I just feel everything was going right so I try it you know and put it like again top shelf and and rest is history but special moment and and you know for sure never forgot it because still people coming and that was the that's why we now going to the games because it was our first game in SAP and and we still remember but it's always nice, but same time I saying like it's ten years, so hopefully I score a couple again nice goals, you know. But it's it's for sure like one of the best moments and be always in in the plate for me there. Well, you had family in the stands too, as I remember, and they were very emotional. Yeah, it was my mom and uh, my girlfriend at that time. Now it's my wife and mom. So so it was for sure amazing, you know. Like they can see it and and it was. You know, Sylvan, remember, and you see the video, it was just absolutely amazing, you know, especially for my mom because she was there, you know, all the waking up the morning, you know, and just get us. We never really have a lot of money, so they, my mom and dad always put everything to the hockey, so it was a special moment. They can see me and just, like, score that many goals in NHL. And, and my dad didn't come because he was, like, a little... He's kind of nervous about this stuff, so he. But they all watch it, you know, and and you know after the game, I think next four hours, just, I was just answering calls and texts, and and but it was special, you know. They, uh, my mom, and you know even now it's wife, you know they can see it because they can feel the moment with me. You bring up something that's really important. A lot of people think and assume that uh, all these hockey players are just rich kids that get to play. It's a very expensive sport. But your family really had to work very, very hard to allow you and your brother to play, didn't they? Yeah, hundred percent. Like my dad, like especially my dad, like he never like was going. You know, I I need a new T-shirt, new stuff. He if he can wear it and was be not all bad, he will just okay. That's enough. You know, I don't need much. And and they put everything to us. You know, like we, you know, we need sticks. So they just you know like they don't want to give it away never for free. So I have to like work on the house, but they try to do best like so we get the best equipment like the possible and and I'm really thank thankful to them especially because they put all the effort you know a lot of times you know the practices was before the school so they have they drive me there so before their works you know and it's, it's not easy when they work you know all day and they have to wake up earlier so they can take you for the practice and when they finish with the work they have to maybe take you for the games you know so it's a lot of stuff around it and and I'm so thankful to them. You know, they s stuck with it because, you know, I think it was really worth it. You know, it's not a big deal now to make a play like that, to score one between the legs. Trevor Zegras does the Michigan play all the time around the NHL. Nobody really does anything. But after you scored that fourth goal, if I'm, my memory is correct, you didn't play after that. 
And it was really late in the third period, but, but Todd McClellan was worried because back in those days, guys would try to go after you a, after making a kind of a, a fancy play like that. Uh, isn't it true that Jum Jumbo kind of leaned over and said, listen, he's only in his third game, leave him alone or something like that? Honestly, and if I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe he said that. Honestly, I can't tell because that time I was still like, I don't even was thinking about it, what was happening. But yeah, it's like, you know, Everybody knows it. I kind of get like in Canada, you know, this kid did between the legs goal, you know, and and you know he shouldn't because it was you know we've been up I don't know seven something right. or whatever. But you know I wasn't thinking about it. And now if you look to the league, it's like if you don't do it, you don't play. You know, it's almost yeah. the game has changed so much. But back then, you know, they've been maybe a little nervous. You know, maybe somebody will come, but. Uh, now it's like every you know everybody trying everybody wants to see it to actually do it you know fans expected to do it and that's why a lot of skill guys coming more and more skill guys coming to the league because the hockey you know over the 10 years really change so that's only a couple of games into your NHL career your first game you get an assist your second game you score two goals your third game you have the big four goal night and everything's going well it seemed like the NHL was easy but in December of that year, you found out maybe that it wasn't so easy on that play with uh, Dustin Brown that knocked you out for the season. That had to be very difficult to deal with. Oh, it was really difficult, you know, because everything was going around, uh, great. You know, you you got like all these like telling you know chances you can will come the trophy, you know, like the rookie of the year, you know, because I was up. I think it was making on that year. I have like mo nine more points than him, you know, and. Olympic was coming that year, you know, we, we've been playing great with Sharks, you know, we get a lot of wins and, and, you know, I never was really hurt in my career and then you get like big surgery or like big injury, you know, here. So first like prognosis was, wasn't that bad, but later I was find out and it was really tough, you know, first couple of days, you know, because I got called from national team because Olympic was coming, you know, and, 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 you know, nervous about everything because you still didn't speak that much English and, uh, and you're going to surgery uh, you don't know how anything's work so it was really difficult time and but you know again family family and just people in our sharks really helped me get through it and it's a strange injury too everybody knows about the ACL but you had a PCL yeah. too that's that's that almost never gets torn yeah I actually that time I wasn't have nothing with ACL but the PCL which like everybody was surprised if you get like kind of everything you got ACL but I didn't get the ACL so uh, that was like only probably good thing but you know at least I have still chance play because it was an ACL so I got like the chance play at the end of the year you know last two games plus you know playoff you're listening to the Shark Spotlight on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. We're talking to Tomas Hurdle in the spotlight today. Tomas, I want to talk about playing wing when you started and then moving to the center ice position, which is your natural position and the position you're really at your best at. What's the difference in the NHL? What's uh, more difficult? What are the differences in assignments? Oh, like, I think we don't question center is the hardest position in the NHL because um, the wing is... You know, I think that's why a lot of guys get in because it's a little easier because you just, you know, you don't take face off. You don't have to play defense that much like centerman. So you, you kind of more like, okay, you, you for still like do decent stuff, but you more like, okay, you forecheck, you're going to the net, you go for more offense, but the centerman has to be all around. Like you take in face offs, 
you're coming back you have to like battle you know with another top guys in the corners with the d-man get the puck and 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 get again to the offense but you know if you winger you kind of waiting before the blue line and you and you kind of standing and and i'm not saying this is like easy but like i think centerman is the i i think is hardest position in nhl because you got like a lot of things you have to do right also you have to keep in mind that it's a 200 foot game it's yeah. a, you know the all 200 feet is important for the center iceman to be aware of what's going on yeah 100 percent. you have to be always around and and you know you got a last guy with d-man but you have to like support uh support the forwards but and, and you middle and everything so the pocket's coming to you you're close to everything so it's really very hard position but i really enjoy it tell me a little bit about what happened after that you came back you're able to play you finally got into an 82 game season able to get through that and then you go all the way to the stanley cup final in 2016 and play the pittsburgh penguins and terrible news for you you got in the first two games you scored a goal in the in the one game and then you're injured and out and having to watch the series i mean this was setting up to be a perfect thing for you because it was pittsburgh it was the team you yeah. rooted for when you were a kid and uh, you know mario's in the stands watching you play <laughs> Yeah, it was actually, you know, I got a tough start of the year, couldn't, like, find my game. But after New Year, I started playing, you know, with Jumbo and Puff. Actually, Puff come to me before the game and we start, hey, you know, you're good, you know, you're good player, just relax. And first night, three points, you know, and we actually, I think, all the way to the playoff, we've been the best line in nature, like, with the points-wise, plus-minus. We've been just dominated, me, Puff, Jumbo, we've just been scoring goals every night and... It was so much fun, you know, even when we get to the playoff, you know, playing every game, a lot of minutes, we keep scoring, you know, uh, winning the games and we get to the final, you know, I got actually lucky enough to score first Sharks in history, you know, in final and and feel good. Even the actually second game, actually that game, I remember because I hit three posts that game and we get to the overtime and again, like, Horkvist kind of hit me. It was just like so innocent. And like I felt something, you know, and again, you know, out out of you know final done, done for the playing, and it was so hard to just watching, you know, guys. You you play all 82 games, plus you know play already in you know, all 20 games, and and now we have to just watching, and and you can help, you know, you're just watching. And hockey has some crazy stories, but uh, wouldn't you know it, Nick Benino got the game-winning goal for Pittsburgh. Now he's your teammate. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's true. We actually love to talk about it, but you know, uh, you know, happy for him. But it was still like it will be always in your heart because you, you st it's so hard to get to the, just to the playoff and now especially finals. So it's it will be always that moment because you know you've been two wins away from the Stanley Cup. You've scored a lot of big goals in your career. That four-goal game is the one everybody wants to talk about. And of course, that first ever Sharks goal in the Stanley Cup final that you scored. But I want to go to the, the one that I think may be your best goal. That was in double overtime, shorthanded against Vegas. Everybody talks about that Barkley-Goodrow goal in Game 7 and that five-minute major, but none of that would have happened if you didn't do that the game before. Yeah, actually, Goody thanked me for that because he was on finale, but... It was actually a crazy game because we play really good home games, you know, at home for three and two, and we get there, and you know, it was tough because they've been all over us. Jonesy have amazing game, and you know, it was long game. You know, I played at times a lot of minutes because I was playing everything, you know, and it was like oh, 
overtime coming up, you know, for sure everybody nervous because it's almost so much hockey, everybody tired. And and I remember they tried to shoot it. Uh, Pickle already got it and just passed me, and I was for a second. I was so really tired that game, you know, because we played so many overtimes and playoff, and and I was like, okay. I will just like kind of like take out and change and I was like fake it and skate but he wasn't like coming he was just I think it was Theodore from Vegas kind of back key back rows back rows I was okay well, I was just keep skating keep skating and just try shoot it you know and I don't when actually first second I score I was like this can happen you know I kind of like wasn't you know the best position anything and you know it just score and uh, just everybody start jumping I I I was so tired at the same time, but so happy because it was it was actually fun. That series it was a lot of fun. And of course, the way it ended. What was it like on the bench in the locker room after it was over? I mean, the, people had to be just in disbelief. I think it was the best atmosphere I ever been in the rink. Like I don't think so. Was the loud or like even during the finals? It was it was crazy because you know it was three nothing and. And we come back, we scored a tied up, and we, but like the atmosphere was like electric. It was just, I never heard like screaming anybody in the stadium like that ever in my life. I, even like when we played Stanley Cup finals, it was just like we actually win the Stanley Cup. It was, it was absolutely crazy and like special moment too. With an eight year contract, you're going to be a San Jose Shark for a long time, your whole career. How proud are you of being a member of this team? And, and what do the Sharks have to do to get back to those great moments? I'm really proud, you know, it's, I think it's such an honor to be, you know, in one team for so long time and, and it's really honor, you know, Sharks want me to be here, but same time, you want to give everything to organization, fans, they cheering up, teammates, they help you out, you know, to something to back and, and, you know, we get great, you know, a couple of years, so the last three was, really, you know, tough, you know that, but, you know, uh, I think we can go back, even like, I think last year we showed up in the first half, we've been battling, you know, Kind of after the bye week or the break was kind of everything kind of start falling apart, but you know I think we got still a great core. We got some guys you know coming up, brewing up, and we don't know if it's take right away this year or like one two. But um, you know if the vets like play their roles, all us you know we can. I think all the guys like me, Coach, Carly, Timo, we got still we got still a little bit more in us. I think we can step it up, but. You know, for sure, we need the young guys to be ready for that because, you know, we, we, we need extra some skills. We need some goal score to find and and we need, you know, another guys to score can be just, you know, doesn't work anymore in this league. Three, two, two, three guys be scoring for the team. You need more guys to find a way to score. And and I think we on the good steps, you know, we get a lot of changes in our team, you know, it's you know GM coach in the office just like overall it's a lot of changes but hopefully we do all the goods you know sometimes you need you know change to happen and but I, I'm really looking forward to it because so far all the you know new things we talk about it sounds good so so ready for season well you know what um, having a good family is a big part of all of this and Annette has been with you since the beginning which is a little unusual a lot of people get married later that they don't know that that's the right person for them how did you guys meet where, where did that all happen and with a family now how has everything changed yeah I'm really fortunate like I actually found her early because she was like the biggest support and she helped me a lot and and I actually remember because post actually I met her in bar through my like teammates back then because it's supposed to be I was like picking up like school I want to go 
one, this one or like when I actually go to the school, but this one was like a little harder and because I kind of knew I was like good in hockey and like a couple guys go here and I was like, no, I will, I will go this one because it makes it a little bit easier to, you know, study and play. And after I was just like looking to my friend when he was going to the school, to the class, you know, it was, you know, girls and stuff. And, and after I like text her once, nothing happened. And later we met in the bar and we didn't like talk there, but she texted me like, you don't remember. And somehow everything started, but she was great support, especially like through my injuries because she was always there. She has to do things like nobody probably will do it because I got some crazy stuff, not just like knee, I got like infection. So I got like pick line in my body. She has to like, she for months was putting like medicine to my arm, but she has to clean it, everything and make sure because it's like, if you like do wrong, wrong thing, you can actually like almost die. It was like, so I got some crazy stuff about, but she was always support me and, and did everything, you know, what I needed for the game. and. And when I say like we got day off and I was tired, she never like say, oh, I want to go to San Francisco. Like you have to, you know, like I, I was here for weeks. She respect everything around the hockey and and now she's the best mom. So I really, I really lucky I got like her for a long time and 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 we doing great and everything. It's, it's like it was absolutely amazing. And Tobias was born in 2020. Tell us a little bit about him and uh, whether he likes being around the game already. Yeah, he actually loves sports. Like he's now like every time he he see uh, because he watched like a lot of our championship because it was kind of good time because when I was in playing in summer on the TV, so Aneta always watch him. So he he always was want to wear his jersey and kind of yell. But he's not just like hockey, but he likes like soccer. He loves to be outside just kind of play with the kicking balls. He's all over the sports, and which I love because I, if I could, I would just do sports because for me, it doesn't have to be hockey. I'm because I'm all over the sports and he so far likes it, but it's getting a lot of fun now because he starts talks, you know, and like more like he understands stuff and it's absolutely amazing time, especially even like last two years, you know, it's like everybody talks about how kids are great but when you actually have it it's nothing is better when you get tough game and before it was like you get home and you just think about it now you get like see the big smile on the kid and he wants to play and you you can forego the hockey for a little bit and just kind of give you so much energy it's absolutely amazing what would it mean to you to bring the stanley cup home to see him check that out it will be nothing you know nothing be special more than winning the cup at home it will be that will be like a dream come true because you know just bring the home all the family and just uh what they work too and i work all my life you know and they watching mostly almost every game you know from back home which is terrible time difference like 4 a.m games you know when we play here and and they follow me and it will be really special moment to hang out with stanley cup at home we're looking forward to a lot of special moments with you. I really appreciate the time. Sharks fans really love you in that number 48. We look forward to a lot more great, great goals and great nights. Thank you very much. It was uh, nice to, you know, have a good talk like that. As Tomas likes to say, fun must be always. And there's going to be a lot of fun at SAP Center as long as he's in the lineup. I'm Dan Rusinowski. Thanks for joining us today. The Shark Spotlight is a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.